Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. This episode's been brought to you by the Raw Raw Spirit Team. Growing your business is just the beginning. Too many business owners try to grow their business on their own. They spend countless hours testing out and investing in hundreds of strategies, all with the aim of building their business. Without support, someone helping to guide you and cheering you on, motivation starts to go down, your passion starts to decrease, you start running out of money and losing faith in your business and yourself. The Raw Raw Spirit Team is a supportive community filled with expert programming, up-to-date training, guest experts, mentorship, and like-minded business owners. This isn't another community and another strategy. This is a serious and supportive community of business owners focused on supporting each other and building their business. You are welcome here. it get to know each other a little bit more again that's great and hello again where have you been for all my life <laughs> yeah exactly welcome to the show molly so um lauren grace here host of the afterlife and i'm joined today by molly nickel she's a former time life editor author and now publisher of spiritual psychology at www.spiritspeaks.biz she's about to launch a book series created by an author beloved by families worldwide. Molly is joining me today to talk about her journey from being a happy, overachieving agnostic to moving into publishing spiritual works and everything in between. Molly, thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you. It's uh, my pleasure to be here. I look forward to giving your or sharing some information with your audience that will uh, hopefully um, give them some good cheer about lots of stuff, life stuff. Yes, definitely. Well, you've got great energy. I know it's going to be a good chat. So I'm going to do my best to keep us focused because I can tell that you and I can definitely get into some tangents, which isn't always (laughs) a bad thing if that's what's meant to happen. So before we talk about the, you know, the publishing company that you're a part of and the type of work you do with metaphysical teachers on both sides of the physical veil, I would love to start the conversation with a bit about your journey. So how did you go from agnostic to however you identify yourself or if you do identify yourself in a certain way now? I know that we're not always about labels, but sometimes it's a bit easier. It's it's a bit easier because for me... For me, um, Lauren, it's been a leap that I would never have considered. Um, I did not grow up in a spiritual or religious uh, household, very academic. Mm -hmm. And I was reading when I was five because I wanted to know everything. And therefore, I demanded that my mother teach me how to read. And um, through my life, uh, through high school, um, it was, you know, surfing and tacos and not much else. I grew up in Southern California. and Wow, sounds good. And then when my husband and I suffered um, an enormous business disaster, mm. and we had this McMansion, and we had, you know, like more cars than drivers, and two kids that needed to be educated, and it was like, like and this, this is true, I find, it, I'm sure you have too, so many people when they are falling into that well of victimhood, when they are falling and falling and they can find no handhold to stop the progress, a teacher always shows up. We happened to give birth to ours. It was our 18-year-old daughter. She says, Mom, maybe it's karma. (laughs) I said, I don't even know what that is. She said, oh, boy, you're going to be so easy. So she started us out with a book, uh, The Nature a personal reality by Seth. I've okay, never read that best. book. You haven't. Well, see, no. it came. This came probably a bit before your time. It's a classic, and it's um, Jane Roberts is the channel, speaking uh, as Seth and her husband Rob took these notes and turned it into a book that is, oddly enough, still on the bestseller list. Well, when you find a book that tells the truth about life, you know, on one level or another, I think you recognize it. 
Isn't that funny? Because I think that sometimes when you're a spiritual thinker, like we are, you know, when you read something, you don't need to say, Hey, Molly, do you agree? Blah, blah, blah. To make your decision. You just know it's like this connection in your soul where you go, that is the truth. And I don't need to explain it to anyone. I just know it deeper than anything I've ever felt ever as it being right for me on my journey. Yeah. So I totally understand what you mean when, when you say it's the truth, because you just, you feel it on an entirely different level, don't you? And it's shocking because really when you have been, I would say not, I'm not a, I was never a superficial person, but I never yeah. looked at the deeper issues of who am I really? Why am I here? What is my purpose? I mean, I had the ideal, you know, cheerleader in high school, went on to college, married my high school sweetheart, blah, blah, you know, had all the good things. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes life challenges you. So you will, it's a kind of like, you know, the brick against the head. And um, that was what all of this was. That's how it started for us. Mm-hmm. And we started to read. And then we went to expos in the, in the seventies and eighties, there were whole life expos sprung up all over the country. And, and people met like uh, teachers like Deepak Chopra and Tony Robbins and Louise Hay. And it, these people, no. like they just came from way outside of my consciousness. And I loved learning from them. Wow. I can imagine you're learning from the masters. And I'm, you know, learned from them personally because wow. they were teaching classes. Well, I think wow. Tony still is. Yes. That's sure he is. Yeah, and Deepak's doing a lot of teaching online as well on Facebook and stuff like that. And as we know, Louise has um, graduated or, you know. She, she has t- gone on the next step of her journey. Yes, <laughs> yes, she has. So when you said we, you know, did you mean that your your husband also journeyed, like joined you in this transformation? Because sometimes that's yes. not always what happens. Sometimes it's one partner and not both. And I, I think in that sense, we were really lucky. And that we fell into the well of victimhood together, <laughs> right. screaming, and yell, screaming and yelling, uh, digging for pennies in the sofa, cursing Mexico, tacos, anything having because we were in, a, in the export business. And it was like, it's always, always their fault. And when we started to realize that the reality we had created was purposeful to get our mind set to expand our consciousness, our evolvement. Yeah. And once we got started on that path, it's, it's a lifetime. You never stop. No, you don't. I do want to talk to you a little bit later about, you know, kind of your thoughts, I guess, on who you truly are, why we're here. But before we get into that, you know, one of the things that you told me is that if you change your mind, life will follow. Can you elaborate yes. on that a little bit more, Molly? Well, the, the biggest teacher in life lives in your mirror. When you look at that person in the mirror and you look at who you are and what you're doing and whether it's fulfilling or whether maybe you want, you want more, you want more knowledge, more understanding. That for me was the biggest, I think it was the biggest thing that I learned right off the bat was that I was my own best teacher. And what about my life was lacking? Where was I being short-sighted? What beliefs did I have that really, Lauren, didn't serve me anymore? Yeah. We, we all have buckets of those. And again, the nature of personal reality from Seth started as my husband would follow me around the house with a scotch and water in his hand, me with my gin and tonic. <laughs> we drank a bit more than we normally would. Well, I mean, we were so threatened. And yet when we realize, look at what we've learned and look at where we're going. And it's not like, oh, gee, I'm going to start a publishing company. No, it's first you learn and then you share and you meet other people you can talk to. Yeah. Yeah. Because our country club club gang were not at all interested in our spiritual awakening. It was like, oh, my God, the nickels run. (laughs) So how were you reacting or reacted to? I mean, because when you make a shift and you've kind of alluded to the kind of world that you were living in, 
not yeah. necessarily being conducive to the whole like new agey kind of metaphysical world. You no. know, did did a lot of your friends drop off, which obviously made room for for new ones, or did they stick around? Were some people inquisitive, and then you then became the teacher? Let's say, uh, you know, a bit of all of that. Um, some of them were just so bored you just thought they were going to like die in front of you of boredom because they weren't interested this wasn't where they were at the time yeah and yeah. so as we became really more involved with starting a, a publishing company we met a whole slew of new friends who seemed like old friends but we could all talk to each other because we all spoke the same language of awakening Yes, so exactly. that And that was, it was an awkward, a change of life, leaving the McMansion and moving in closer to the city, which I didn't like, but it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. Wherever we are, it's home. Sometimes yes. I feel kind of like a turtle. I just carry it with me. Yeah, but the other thing too is that, and I'm sure you would agree, is wherever we are is where we're meant to be or we would be somewhere different. Yes, it's that old adage which I used to think was so stupid grow where you are planted yes and yet that's that's been our story and my husband and i have grown because we're both readers heavy duty readers yes and and now we're just reading although we love politics we're now reading you know continually more and more uh metaphysical spiritual material because it feeds us Yes, exactly. And it, I guess it awakens in you parts that you, you know, may have lay dormant or it's, it could be reinforcing things you already knew to be true or it shows you different perspectives. Like you can go on and on about the benefits of that. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, th that is so true. And some of our friends then got curious. You're moving where? Because we were leaving, you know, Southern California and moving to uh, literally to Malibu. <laughs> that's just that's just how things showed up for us and well and then well why well do you really want to know come on over we'll have drinks and chat yeah and a couple and some of our friends came with us maybe a few steps behind there's mm -hmm. always somebody behind you on the ladder of life that needs a little help up and there's always someone above you on the ladder who will reach down and help you up to the next rung mm -hmm. i i know that as well as I know that I'm sitting here chatting with you and you are a continent and a day away. By the way, how is tomorrow? Is it, is it it's beautiful. Day? It's bright. It's definitely oh, beautiful and bright. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, really, how, how could that be? Well, it just is. Accept it and get on with it. Yeah, exactly. One of the things that kind of came to me when you were talking earlier is about self-awareness and I guess reliance as well. You know, when you were kind of talking about being aware of being a mirror for yourself and kind of paying attention to, in a way, you didn't say this, but things that might trigger you or, you know, the things that push you, kind of being aware of your place in the world you know, what were some of the aha moments that you had that kind of really maybe transformed you? Well, I'll tell you a little story and I'll tell it quickly. Our daughter turned out to be way ahead of us metaphysically and spiritually. And she said, well, mom, you know, maybe you and dad are finally getting into your karma. And I say, of course, what is that? And I said, how do I know what my karma is? She says, mom, because I always worked with long legal pads. I hand wrote a lot of thoughts and things. She said, all right, start with a clean sheet and list everything you hate to do. Well, about five sheets of paper later, <laughs> I read her my list. And when she stopped laughing, she says, you're going to have to live to be 250 years old to, get to acquire all of those. But on that list were all the things in life that bugged me, that bothered me, that I didn't know how to handle, that I just decided I didn't like. And I still don't like spiders. I don't care how beautiful they are. There were just some things. And then I have this absolute passion for the ocean. Mm. And I'm still uh, body surfing. So it's like there are some things that you absolutely know are a truth for you to, to learn about. Yes. And with me, because I was seeped in, once things started to fall apart, I was terrified. I was so afraid of what if, what might happen.
And I have obviously learned to get over that because I don't give a darn what other people think. I wouldn't say I was fearless, but I'm not seeped in fear. I'm not controlled by it. So, I mean, and I went through a whole period with this business loss when that was my, that just guided me for everything. Yeah, I find that a lot of people, they do use fear as a crutch to stop playing, like to not play big, right? To play small, to keep them in their safe zone, to do all those, well, what if all these negative things happen instead of looking at, well, what could possibly happen? You know, I think one of the things that you said there is just worth repeating is that you don't care what other people think. And I think that is such a a gift when you think that way. For me, I felt that shift when I read uh, Don Ruiz Miguel's book, The Four Agreements. Did you read yes. that book? Oh, yes. I, that was amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that was amazing because, you know, when you think about not taking things personally, it really just transforms your desire to be approved by others, I guess. And I read that book probably 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The the issue here, and I think we see it play out in America today, is you are either a victim or you are the creator. I choose to be the creator. I was the victim because that's where I was with fear. And it's like, nope, been there, done that. And I when, when I find myself slipping, it's like, wait just a minute. We've done this. We've been here. We don't have to do it anymore. It isn't real anyway. So let's just get on with, you know, what, what I'm really here to do. I, I, I believe that we, as, as, as souls, we are part of the one soul, but we make choices about what we want to learn. And I know that one of my life choices was to learn about fear. And the other one was to publish in this field in C-level language. Have you, have you read yes. esoteric books where it was like every third word you have to look it up? Yeah, well, I kind of started reading uh, The Course of Miracles, and I went, mm-hmm. oh, this is, maybe I'm not ready for this just yet. <laughs> and it, I was, you know, awed when I, when I met the author, and then Marianne Williamson then came along mm-hmm. and kind of yes. translated the course yes. into, uh, into what I think of SC level. And I yes. speak at sea level, and I use all the words, although even some that you're not really supposed to. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, listen, we all know the words. Yeah, and exactly. I much better without being in fear. I do. Uh, we will get into the publishing conversation later because that's going to be really interesting. But I love how you're kind of basically talking about making this content accessible because it sometimes mm-hmm. can be seen as an elitist thing. And, you know, I'm sure that we've all talked to people who like to use really big words or send emails with a lot of words that are unusable or unnecessary, not unusable, but unnecessary. And, you know, I just think that, you know, that's ego personally. Well, it's, it's, again, I think it's the fear of not being important, the Mm. fear of not being heard, of not being worthy. I think really, I think there's two emotions, fear and creativity fear and create you can be a, you can be a victim or a creator period and there's that. a lot of space in between <laughs> and you you can travel back and forth but uh, to me it's life without fear it's just more fun I laugh a lot more I enjoy myself a lot more so good fear or create it's so that I love that a lot what do you think is the secret to keeping an open mind well, once you open your mind, it can never close. It's like you can never go back from what you know to be true. Mm-hmm. You can hedge it a little bit, maybe this, maybe that, but you can't go back to not knowing. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like, yeah, but I know that isn't true. Yeah, but I know that isn't true. But I, again, sometimes I will regress, especially when faced with chocolate or something. nothing wrong with that just don't eat guilt if you're gonna eat it love it enjoy it you know eat it consciously things like that and then go get more and then go get more no i just don't eat it period (laughs) yeah 
Well, I guess that comes down to self-responsibility. So, you know, what role does self-responsibility play in your life? You're kind of talking about how when you have an open mind that you're just sort of ready to experience sort of everything and kind of, I don't know, in a way you're, you're just kind of open to making your own decisions as they come. But with that comes responsibility, I suppose. And it's responsibility, but it's also knowing who you are. If, if you really, really understand that you are a part of something so enormous, it's called God or Shiva or it's called, it's called, you know, the Ram, it's everything. Mm -hmm. And we're all little pieces of that on our own journeys. And we intersect with others who are of like mind and we recognize others who aren't. Yes. It doesn't make them wrong. It makes them following different paths. Yes. Yes, exactly. And we all get there in our own time too. I mean, sometimes it's difficult. I know that I read, um, when I read Eckhart Tolle's work, it changed my whole life. And all I wanted yes. to do was just, you know, I could see all these people struggling with anxiety and depression. And I was like, the answers are in this book. They're here, you know, and you want to, sometimes you want to shake people and go, you know, it's all right here. You just need to you know, just quiet your mind because it's just your thoughts that are just screwing everything up. But it's not and, always and up again, for us to say, is it? It's And it's easy to say, I think that Toll yeah. is one of our greatest teachers. Oh, me too. And he speaks for the most part at sea level. He does agree. And you can understand him without an esoteric dictionary in your hand. Yeah, exactly. And that being said, it did take me three times to read The Power of Now. I didn't, I wasn't yeah. ready for it. So that just goes mm -hmm. to prove, right, that we're all on our own journey. We don't necessarily get into something right away. Like I had to go through experiences to be ready for that. I had to go through a period of total overwhelm where for four yes. years I actually shut down anything to do with spirituality, angels, anything like that. But I did read his books and I found that that was all that I needed essentially for, for my journey at that time was just about being here you, and being in the now. Yeah. You find what you need and you yeah. know it when it's there in your grasp. And I mean, I skirted around the edges for 27 years with yeah. this, we talk about this book because I didn't want any part of it or those attorneys. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's get into that in just two seconds. I just wanted to ask you a couple of more questions because I know, sure. you know, the conversation around this book you've kind of referenced and as well as your publishing company is going to be a big subject. I do want to know though, Molly, you know, do you have any kind of idea on, you know, why we are here or is it just based on our own life purpose we, I believe that <clears throat> that goal, <clears throat> excuse me, goal setting is a great, huge part of life before life, that your soul in concert with your, your associates and your guides and teachers decides, this is what I want to deal with this life. And this is what I want to really understand so I can stop living the same life over and over again. So I believe that the goal of everyone is increased awareness, but of what and how it's all individual. Totally, totally. Yeah. And, once, and if you don't meet your goals, you, you don't get an F and get sent to Saturn or someplace. Mm. You come back and evaluate and you set up, if you want to, Another opportunity to learn. It's all free will and choice. I don't want to come back. <laughs> oh, I love it here. I, I, I love it here. And I, I think that now that I'm fearless, <laughs> yes. I, I, this is a beautiful place. Mm. I think Earth is a beautiful place. And I'm so thankful that I have the opportunity to go to school here. Some That's one cool. of my spirit teachers likes to say, uh, "Earth is the place for cosmic juvenile delinquents. You just refuse to learn." So you, That's funny. So my choice: you come back and you come back and you come back. Yeah. Until you so finally funny. get it, and you don't, you say, "Well, <laughs> I've got that." And you go to another lesson elsewhere, or maybe you decide 
to be a tree or maybe <laughs> you decide to be a dolphin. I mean, you never know. Yes. You go where the, where the opportunity is the greatest to help mm. you learn the lesson that you really want. And there are many lessons. Yes. But they're either, you know, you either are a victim or a creator, period, in my opinion. But mm. in between, there's, a, there's a, just a rainbow of choices. Yeah, I love that. One of the things I do want to uh, remind our listener at home is that I had a really interesting conversation with Rob Schwartz on one of our previous episodes. I'll put a link to that in the show notes here, but he was the author of Your Soul's Gift and Your Soul's Plan, and he essentially was talking about the pre-birth plan, and in his books, he actually channeled or sorry, he worked with mediums who channeled conversations all around the subjects of pre-birth planning, which is a little bit about what Molly is talking about here. So that's a really interesting read and, and good conversation. Did you read and, his books? No, I don't. So I'll look, I look forward to, uh, to, to, to reading them. Yeah. Um, about this thing with goals, though, we do, we set large goals, large goals with a large frame. Yeah. You can satisfy them many ways. And then the last step before birth is going through what one of my spirit teachers, Dr. Peebles, talks about. You go through the valley of forgetfulness. So when you are here, you don't remember. Because if yeah. you did, if you knew the end of the game and the score and the, how it would all work out, you would probably spend your life uh, on the good ship lollipop playing you know, beer pong. But the point is to be here to learn, and piece by piece, you can put it all together. I have met some children who are the wisest people I know because they remembered. And their right. parents reinforced their source and their choices. And I think I see more of that today than ever. I see it in my grandchildren, that they are, it's easier to talk with them about things because for some reason, it seems closer to their surface. Yeah, I think that's so cool. And when you have children coming up like that who have chosen parents that are allowing that freedom to grow, you know, you do have a lot of excitement for, you know, where that where the world is heading when we think about things like that. And sometimes a lot of fear. <laughs> yeah. But that's always a part of it. Are you going to trust what you know to be true? Yeah. And are you going to live it? Because that's that's how you achieve your goal. You cannot achieve goals for any other anybody else. That's absolutely against the rules. It yeah. doesn't work that way. That is so good because what you just said is, are you going to trust what you know to be true? And you know, sometimes I think that our mind convinces us of other things or it distracts mm -hmm. us or, you know, it throws in drama and useless crap, mm -hmm. you know, just to kind of I don't know, sway us off our path or try to, you know, confuse us. I really do want to know a little bit about how you became fearless because you did mention just now that, you know, you enjoy living here because you're not, you don't have that fear. So was that learned over years and years? Had, did you already go through some of the worst things that could happen? And so everything else is not scary or did you just understand that fear is bullshit basically? Well, you know, it was, it was kind of piece by piece, Lauren, the, uh, the fear of losing everything. Not what people would think, but, by, but of losing really excellent income and not sure where to go, what, what to do, where we should live. So we, we moved from like Newport Beach, California, to Malibu, California, to a house that was four times bigger than the one we had. And we didn't buy it, but if they needed to lease it, and we moved in, and it was like, hmm, not bad. And bit by bit, the realization came to me that the more I allowed my path to unfold without needing to control it inch by inch by inch. Right. So create, but then relinquish the outcome. And, and relinqu relinquish the how. The how, yes. Well, relinquish the how. Has, I have to do this and this and this and this. And there's, yes. a, there's an order to everything. No, there's not. Yes. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with knowing where you want to be and keep expanding what you know to be true. And doors will open. You know, when, every, when all doors and windows are shut and locked, 
you're probably on the wrong path or, or you're yeah. deviating or you're not paying attention. Yeah, so life exactly. gives you lots of chances to pay attention. Yeah, if it's not flowing or you keep having this niggling sense of I'm just something is not right. I keep going back to da 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 like thoughts. I, I have um, some people in my life who who are fearful of taking the next step in their career mm. or changing jobs or right. And it's like, but you only get one shot in this body, right? But then there's that fear voice that stops them from realizing their potential. I think. And, and that is there for you to remind yourself of who you are, that yeah. you are a piece of all that is. And so is everybody else, but every little piece is a little bit different. Yeah, yeah it's, we're all built a little differently because, it was, I mean, it would be so boring if I had to hang out with people just like me. Oh, my God, it would make me crazy. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because you want those people to challenge your way of thinking or to give you new ideas. I love or that. yes. Yeah. Yeah, or, exactly. Or just uh, awaken, if they've come to me without realizing that I could help them awaken a bit, that, that's my greatest joy. It's so much fun watching people go, wow. Agreed. I do love it's that. It's true. Too. I know it. Wow. And then <laughs> off they go, yeah. you know, into books and classes and, and all yeah. kinds of things. Yeah, it's so true. You mentioned relinquishing the how is a big thing. What are some of the other, you know, life lessons that stand out for you as having been, you know, important or instrumental in your journey? Well, another another one that was that's big for me is trust. Mm -hmm. For me, that is um, proof for me. If I just trust in the outcome and get out of my own way. opportunities just show up yes they do and situations and people just show up i mean not so much people for the last seven months because our part of florida we're in quarantine yeah wow yeah we we are in literally virus quarantine and it's you know fortunately my husband and i we have lots of ways to amuse ourselves but we read a lot yeah and I like to cook. That's an outlet for me. And I accept that. Yeah, I gained 10 pounds, but you know what? That's not the end of the world. You enjoyed it, yeah, didn't you? Yes, exactly. You enjoyed it. <laughs> Nothing so that, wrong with that. You know, I don't, I don't, um, I, I trust is, is just a big thing for me. Yeah. And, and I know it, it's like almost like a gut feeling. Because mm-hmm. I know when I'm, when I'm moving in the right direction. It feels good. Doesn't feel safe, doesn't feel sure. It just feels good. Well, I like that because it doesn't feel safe, doesn't feel sure. Yes, it feels good, but it doesn't mean it does it's not a little bit scary. And it doesn't mean there won't be challenges in the whole point. Life is a challenge. Yeah. And you know, fine, I'm up to it. (laughs) Bring it on. Yeah, that's so good. Why not? That's so good because, you know, I made a a couple decisions lately and, you know, it's because I just knew instinctively they were right for me. And, you know, sometimes when you share those, you know, like I invested in a course, that's basically what I'm talking about. But when I, when I shared that information with some people, they, they were like, well, that just seems really expensive. I went, yeah, but I just knew that it was right for me. I wasn't looking for anyone's validation or permission I just was, I guess, sharing that I was excited about this new journey. But it's so funny because we don't need other people's approval, and they're not worth they they don't know or aren't privy to our own truth, right? No, because we aren't often. I mean, why should they know? But maybe we don't. But they don't have that feeling. Yeah. And I see people, especially now. I tell you, seven months of quarantine from your neighbors and your friends. And it's amazing how many people contact me and say, "What do I, I need to read something? What do you think I should read?" I say, "Boy, have I got a list!" Because they they, under, they understand, you know. I send them yeah. because they're all readers, and I send them to the Nature of Personal Reality to start out, yeah. and they can go from there. Mm. What are some yeah. of your top books? 
that you do recommend. You, you mentioned that book. I'm going to write, read it. I, I can't believe I have never re- read it. What well, are some again, of the other was, ones? It was before your time. Hmm. I have also enjoyed reading the work of Jay-Z Knight, who channels Ramtha. Ramtha, yeah. Ramtha is powerful. It's the, the whole, it's the basis for the Hindu religion, the Ram. And um, powerful, powerful stuff. And I also, we met a, um, a spiritual teacher, a channel in Los Angeles, and he channels an entity named Lazarus. Okay. His name is Jack Purcell. Great stuff. It's like food, for, it's a L-A-Z, well, you have to look it up, but Jack Purcell is his name. And those books have just kept us going. Seth did several books on different topics and we've read them all, you know, frankly, Lauren, frequently, I will go back and reread a book. Mm. In fact, more than I like to admit, and I will uncover the skin, you know, the onion, I'll, I'll uncover something, you know, I didn't get that before. Yes. I missed that. I love that you said that because I was actually watching a video from, it must have been from the late seventies or eighties with Bob Proctor. And he was talking about how he rereads Think and Grow Rich like lots and lots of times. And at the time he, he carried it around. It was kind of a tattered copy. And he was just talking about how you really get into the book when you read it. Not, not necessarily that one, but a book in general, when you read it multiple times and I read Mm -hmm. fiction multiple times because I miss my friends, but it's not often that I have reread a lot of nonfiction or a lot of metaphysical stuff. I've kind of read Mm -hmm. it and then gone to the next thing. So there's a lot of value in what you're saying about going back and uncovering the other layers of those messages. And and Bob Proctor was someone that we learned a lot from. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm thinking this book, uh, the the secret. Yes. That's another one. The secret opened the door for millions of people and every contributor to that book is a teacher by themselves with series and books and um this wonderful courses and and we have christian friends and i say to them if you want to look at a slightly different picture of who you are and why you are read the course in miracles because I thought the Course in Miracles, for me, it was not a turnoff, but it was uncomfortable that it seemed to be very based on Christianity. And I think that spiritual goes far beyond that and encompasses a bit of everything. Yeah, me too. Maybe that's why I haven't been able to get through the Course in Miracles yet. Well, just, just you know what? Read books by Marianne Williamson instead. Yeah. She is, yeah. she's, done the, she's done the hard work and she's yeah. very articulate. Yeah, um, she's amazing. Agreed. And Gabby Bernstein, I'm pretty sure, teaches the course as well in her way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so, done it reinterpreted a million ways. And that's perfect because that's their lesson. Yeah. And they are sharing it with other people. Yeah. So it's like, how beautiful that is. Yeah. So let's get into, you know, Spirit Speaks. So I know you have a publishing magazine. It's called Spirit Speaks. And I understand that part of the work that you do is you work with metaphysical teachers on both sides of the physical veil. So can you tell me (laughs) and our listener at home what that means exactly? Well, uh, Spirit Speaks is a magazine that I published for almost 10 years. And it came out of the need to find channeled material from spiritual teachers because there beyond besides Seth, there wasn't a lot available. And in 10 years time, we had a hundred thousand readers all over the world. And it was, it's because each magazine is topic focused. It was. So I now have like 65 wonderful magazines that are going to, I'm going to turn into digital books, paperbacks and eBooks. Nice. So it's like you just refocus and reuse things as the need arises. Yeah. But that work's not going to expire or anything. It's not like no, it, these lessons. Truth, yeah. Truth is truth. And yeah. non-judgmental uh, acceptance of, um, of others comes from understanding all the life issues 
from the through seen through this I'd say the prism of spiritual psychology, mm. which which teaches allowance for all things to be in their own time and space, starting with self, especially that one, yeah. uh, increased communication with respect for all life, and taking responsibility for what you believe and how you react to it. And those are three basic core principles. And I, I live by those. Sometimes I fall off the wagon, but you know, I, get right, I know where the wagon is. I get right back on it. Yeah, so, but it's not about perfection, is it? It's about mm -hmm. understanding that, you know, we're learning as we go. And just because you know something doesn't mean it's easy to do in this human world that we live in all the time. And it doesn't mean that that understanding is for anyone else to read and go, oh, aha, I have found something. Eureka, this is it. Yeah. No, it's, it's what you have that you share with them and they take what they need and they move on and they may stay with you and they may not. Yeah. So it's, it's like that saying, change your mind, your life will follow. Yeah. That's, that's what happens and how that life is, is your, your gauge, so to speak, to see if you're actually doing what it's appropriate for you to do. If all right. the doors and windows are slammed shut and you're in a straitjacket, you're probably not doing maybe what you promised you would do. And mm -hmm. see, that was a big fear with me when um, we were publishing Spirit Speaks. We're kind of running out of, of money because of the cost of paper and postage. It jumped like 300% in 10 years. Wow. And so I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to support advertisers. I wanted to support people. Right. And then one of the one of the uh, spiritual teachers came to us, and she was someone I knew and trusted with this manuscript for Earth's Grand Hotel. And when I read it, it was like, oh my gosh, I I knew who I knew who it was. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, aha, I, this is my hail mary. It's a football expression. Yeah, pass the ball over, over the <laughs> over the finish line, over the goalpost. Anyway, so I went to the publisher who had published. Theo's work when he was a physical person. Mm. I thought they'd be really happy to continue with him. And apparently it just scared the bejesus out of them because they right. came after me totally. I need to stop you for a minute because I think for some people it may be confusing. So I just want to go back for one second. Can you please sure. explain to our listener at home if they don't know, because we've got a variety of different kind of knowledge levels, I suppose you sure, could say. Sure. Listen to this. What is channeled material exactly? Okay. There are there are many people in the spiritual realm, in the metaphysical business, so to speak, who have the ability to set their in a meditative state to kind of set themselves aside and allow a non physical being to speak or write through them. It's called automatic writing. And sometimes what they're doing it's just automatic writing, which I've done kind of all of my life. I just didn't know what it was called. And they become the purveyors of information. And with this book, Earth's Grand Hotel, it came through to, it came, it was brought to me. It, it was typed. These are the days when you type stuff. Yeah. And it was in typed form with instructions on how to lay out every page. And it came from, Theo, our nickname for him, the author. So it was a book ready to be published. Right. And, and so where I'm going to just fill in the gap, I won't say anything because I don't think I'm allowed, but you can do that later. But Theo, as you said, is a nickname for a very well-known established author that we, most of us are all very familiar with on earth. Exactly. Passed over and who was channeled by somebody, your friend, as you said, your spiritual um, connection. And, and so Theo, we know that's not his real name, essentially has given this book as a gift. And so that's where we are now. I think that that's probably made things clear. So that was excellent. Okay. I can't well, wait to you. write that down. That was really, really good. You got a gold star for clarity. Thank so, you, Molly. Yeah. I took I took the book to the former publisher who sick the attorneys, I say, from hell on us. 
who said that, and I quote, if you ever use Dr. Seuss or any material pertinent to his work, close quote, we will see you in court. And so right. it's like, okay, we'll call him Theo. We will not identify him. But when you read his work, especially in this book, Earth's Grand Hotel, mm. you know who it is. It's an old friend. You feel it. Mm. And he talks about his journey from life as a physical being on Earth to life as a non-physical being living in what he calls heaven, the Earth's Grand Hotel. Well, that is so exciting. That gave me goosebumps. You can imagine, I know you, you know, you know, especially going, you know, like all of us, we, you know, most of us didn't start out as a spiritual being. We had, or we did, but I mean, we had to remember and we've we all gone like through that. Unaware. So unaware. Yeah. yeah. Unaware. So, we, so it does make sense that approaching businesses like this with big lawyers, et cetera, that they would look at, look at the concept and go, this is bonkers. This is crazy making and it won't color. I mean, this is one of the largest publishers in the world. And I'm sure they thought we will be laughed out of existence. So, you know, I don't care anymore. Yes. We we never use the name. Um, My former art director, uh, Gary Lund, who has been nominated for an Academy Award for his work in animation, is he did all of the illustrations following Theo's directions. Wow. And it looks like every book Theo ever published. In fact, we <laughs> we have I have quite a few manuscripts from Theo. So we made a practice book <laughs> to see if we could do it because it's different. Digital is different than paper. Yeah. And yeah. we did we did a bang up job. Now I realize other people can't see this, but you can. Oh, beautiful! Wow. And that this is our practice book. It'll be his second. That's so cool. We, so Molly's showing me a a book. It's um it's like a green book, and within it there's a frame of a um kind of like a a person, almost a little character on a flying carpet, and it looks like they're wearing some kind of Arabian hat, and then it says green, and the the writing is in green, and then it says by Theo, and then it mentions um, Gary Lund as, as doing the uh, the artwork. So just for us here at home. Well, that, listen, that was good of you to do that. We plan to make all of Theo's books available as hardcovers. But they'll be around $25. There's a very expensive process. Yeah, but, but I mean, that's expensive way. There'll be paperback. They're full color, all full color mm-hmm. illustrations. And then as an ebook. See, right. I don't like to read books on my phone. It kind of makes me seasick. <laughs> yeah, I like to read them hard copy too, because I often write in them. Not that I would write in a book like that, but I would. I do. Uh, I, I would. I, I write in every book. And my husband and I frequently, we have to get two books. Yeah. One for me, just he says, you mutilate your own book, leave mine alone. Yeah. That's yeah. what I do. I happily make notes and use sticky notes and everything yeah, exactly. else. So um, the journey with Theo, that's been a long journey, hasn't it? You kind of alluded a bit to a time frame earlier. So this has yes. been going on for years. Is that correct? Exactly. He passed, <clears throat> excuse me, he passed in 81. Mm. I'm sorry, in 91. Mm-hmm. And in 92, I started getting uh, small little stories through this metaphysical person, the spiritual healer, who is a channel. I started getting these stories, and they were so familiar because I knew the rhymes. I knew the phrasing, and I'm thinking, well, he can be Theo. I don't care. People will love this. So when I got the book, it was like, wow, because it's a 54-page book, fully illustrated, four colors and they all will be but there will be less expensive versions you right know, if people want to collect them they can mm-hmm. um or they can do them as ebooks you can't ebooks to me are not fun i like to turn pages yeah and yeah. i do like to write on them yeah exactly. so what's kind of you know next for you so right now are we kind of on the cusp of you're getting ready to put these books out into the world and you know are you you're publishing them yourself is that correct right um right now earth grand hotel is almost finished it's um and gary's 
<clears throat> like me, we're volunteering right now mm. to get these done. And then we have six other books from Theo. And I have 65 magazines, each one a special focused on one topic. That, and they're 198-page magazines. Wow. And they will turn into small paperback and e-books. I mean, I have a lot of, I'm going to have to live to be 250 to get these all done. But again, the digital world is different. It's quicker. It's a, yes. it's a cut and paste world. You transfer something from one form to another and you put it into another form. Mm. So that I, and I like to make stuff. I was a craft junkie before I was anything. And so I enjoy the process of making something new out of something that I know has real value, that had value to me and has value to people who are seeking, who are evolving their awareness. And this matters to me. I am, you know, someone said, what is your profession? I think, well, I am a professional cheerleader. I like to say, show people something and, and just encourage them to expand who and what they are to become more aware of themselves. Because that mm -hmm. I think is the, if there is a key to happiness, that's a very important part is to know who you are, live it, be it and share it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So amen, brother. <laughs> it's funny. I um, my other company is called Raw Raw Consulting, and I have the I Raw love, Raw the Raw Raw Spirit Team. So it's like yes. that's the cheerleading, that's the business um, consulting that or coaching that I do. So, you know, I wanted to just ask you a quick question, and I don't know how you'll feel about it, but you know, we were talking a little bit about gaining the state of flow, right? We didn't really use those words, but essentially, we're talking about how when things are working in your life, things are flowing, right? And it right. doesn't mean there's not a little bit of you know nervousness energy attached, let's say, but when you release the outcome and you have that trust, so. Do you kind of agree that, you know, maybe at the time that Theo presented the work in this year when you initially got it, it just wasn't the right time and that's why it didn't flow? And so for now, maybe the timing is, is correct if things seem to be aligning and you're meeting the right people and Gary's still on board and all these things are still really kind of working in its favor? Right. And the thing that wasn't right at the time was Molly. I, I had to go past being a, let's see, with no swear words here, <laughs> not caring what people You can think. swear here. I don't. No, 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 no. Uh, there are other <laughs> words. I, I had to get past the fear of needing to be approved and needing to be okay. Right. If, right. Even, if I, even if I had a different belief about life, mm. I had to get past I had to get past me and accept me for who and what I am and live with that and enjoy it. And it just took me 27 years. Well, we're, again, some of us are slow learners. We don't just say, oh, yes, I like that. I love it. I'm going to be that. No, mm -hmm. no, no. It doesn't work like that. You have to, it has to become an ingrained part of your life. Yeah. Um, you know, I have something, again, I can show you. This this is this is the cover of Earth's Grand Hotel. Oh wow, that's beautiful. And isn't that isn't that fun? But doesn't yeah. that look familiar and friendly to you? It does look super familiar for our listener at home. The text looks very familiar to the um, person that Molly referenced earlier. And also, there's kind of a really interesting looking layered hotel of a bunch of different layers, and it looks almost like. Yeah, it, it almost looks like there's a pot in the middle of it and all these things are kind of stuck together and none of it's really uniform. It's really colorful and really exciting to look at. It's great. And, and on, on, the, on my website, on, on uh, spiritspeaks.biz, there, there's a very long excerpt from this book mm -hmm. and a couple of other pictures. And oddly enough, and it's not odd, it just is the way it is, Earth's Grand Hotel, according to Theo, has seven stories. So cool. we have seven chakras. Each story right. is the chakra color. And each story is associated with that part of your, your evolution. 
I'm pretty sure that in Theta Healing, because I did my level one, I hope I'm not getting this wrong, but like I'm 99999 I know that I'm right. But you go up to the seventh plane, which is where the creator is. So I always go to the seventh plane when I'm doing my cleansing meditation. Yes. And, things like that and this this is of course the seventh plane and it's lavender yeah we're, yeah. we're not getting two colors here and this is just flat this is not you know glossy yeah but the different the different planes of awareness it is so interesting to me lauren that this is in every major religion on the planet every major philosophy uses the number seven and the evolutionary stages as going from one to seven. I, I think there are just, there are too many co-inky-dinks, as my grandchildren would say, for this not to be valid. But again, I don't care. I'm not proving anything to anybody. Mm. I'm just offering material that will help them think a little bit about themselves and not be so scared of dying. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just really, it's moving to a different zip code, but you're still you. Yeah, that's so it's cool. Yours, you will always be you, and you will be expanded you wherever you go. Mm. And then make choices. Have I learned this? Yeah, for example, I don't think I'm going to have to go through fear again. Mm. I hope you not. You know, six, 60 years of being scared is long enough. Yeah. I quit. I'm, I'm just done with it. It's old yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, like you said, you know, it's about having fun, isn't it? It, it? We are meant to have fun. Yeah. But again, if you don't know who you are, having fun can be a challenge. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And when you really, really know who you are and what you're here to do, go for it. And yeah, be exactly. prepared, be prepared. <laughs> there are little little waves on the ocean of life. And you can learn to surf with them or go underneath them or just, you know, get churned, so to speak. Mm. But it's part of life is facing challenge and moving past it, accepting it, dealing with it and moving on. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, wouldn't we be bored? I mean, come on. We would. We would. And I mean, really, yeah. our minds would create drama anyway. So that's pretty much what would happen <laughs> until you learn. There, well, we'll make it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll make it up. So what's next for you, Molly? I know that you have a free book on your website, which includes answers to questions like who we truly, really truly are, your choice for physical incarnation, meet your personal boosters, club of spirit helpers, and a whole bunch of other things. So I will put a link to the show notes in the show notes to that. What's no, next for uh, your series with Theo? If people want to find out more, get on your mailing list. I know you have an extensive mailing list so they can find out about when right. Spirit Speaks editions come out and all that. When we have, once you request this free, this free book that we're giving away, we'll have you on our mailing list and you can unsubscribe anytime you want. Um, and that will keep you, uh, Gary and I are just working our way, we're almost ready to start on book three, yeah. which is either about courage or it's a book about what's good about America, which would help heal, I believe, some of the anger between us, between them. I'm just an observer. Really? How interesting. You think that? Do you think that? It's like a ping pong match. But it's where we are right now, and it will bring us at some point closer together. Mm. So right. that, that's where I am with at least 35 or 40 books to go. Well, I got to get to work. <laughs> yeah, well, that's for sure. And I hope that you do get those, um, you know, Earth's Grand Hotel out soon, because I know that our listeners at home are probably really interested and excited to um, to get their own copy. And, and from the we're, cover, we're, I can see there, it looks great. I think we're about a month away from having it ready right. as a hard copy, a paperback, and ebook. Right. And that will all be on the website. And if for anyone who's, uh, who's requested the free book, they'll get the notice. Yes. Exactly. But we don't, we don't personally sell. We sell through Amazon. That's good. I've done the books in my living room, dining room, guest room, kitchen. I've like, been there, done that. And yeah. thank goodness now there's a way to handle it. Yeah, that's so good. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I loved getting to know you. I loved all the, you know, the nuggets of wisdom you shared. I, you know, like some of the 
really big things that you brought up, obviously fear being the big one and how, you know, working through that, you can either choose fear or create. And, you know, I know which one I'm picking. (laughs) So yeah, it's so great to see you living your truth and walking your talk as well. So thank you, Molly. Well, thank, thank you so much. And um, I appreciate your assistance and helping us get out the word about this particular book. And I just hope for the best of everything for you and your listeners and those in your world that you love and cherish. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcasts and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.